Hey everyone, I wanted to come on and share some feedback to a review that I got because I don't have the information in the actual review to reach out to this person and I felt like I wanted to share because the review title says yay and help. So I thought why not do a little bit of a bonus episode, a little bit different and share some feedback to this review or guidance or advice. I thought it'd be helpful to go a little rogue and share some feedback to this review. Now I got it about two months ago, honestly now, and I recorded a response about a month ago and somehow I didn't save the recording. So unfortunately I lost the response and I was totally bummed because I felt like it was great. And then when I realized the last half hour of me speaking went somewhere, I don't know. So here I am again. I am doing it all over because I feel like it's important to share the feedback because many of you may be going through something somewhat similar. I'm going to read the review and then I will share some feedback. Okay, so the review is from nickname 303030 and the body of the text says, I wish I found this podcast years ago. I just used the Google Doc method of taking an inventory of my value and daily project-wise accomplishments. At my last review, it definitely helped asking for a raise. I was just promoted to a management position and which is exciting, except I do not think the pay reflected my role and duties. I was already playing a quote leader role in the firm. Therefore, officially being put into a management position was a highlight of the COVID field year. Almost a year later, I have been reevaluating my role and pay. I don't believe I have been compensated fairly. I'm curious to hear about your take on pay based on a family size. Is there such thing? With small firms, it very much feels like a personal work family. Therefore, we all know a lot about each other. Being a single female in her 30s with no kids, I'm always curious if others at my same level are being paid more because of their financial obligations. During the pandemic, we have all cut our hours. I have once heard HR saying, quote, he, she will be fine referring to an employee that was single, no mortgage, no kids. Have you seen companies operate in a similar manner as to assume employees' financial situations? So like I said, I wanted to reach out and give some guidance. You're always welcome to send me an email and I'm happy to reply with some initial feedback or guidance. Sometimes I have people reaching out saying that they want some coaching and they're all ready and pumped to go and I give some feedback and I never hear back from them. And honestly, if the little bit of feedback is all you needed to feel more confident or more secure or validated and you go out there and you get what you want in your career, amazing. That's what I'm here for. But I'd love to be able to provide any sort of guidance to you. So I, I don't know. I don't know if other podcasters are like, hey, hit me up all the time, but I really am genuine and sincere. Maybe someday I have someone who helps respond to messages. I don't know. 
But as for right now, I reply to every one of my messages. And if I do get someone on my team, it's going to be someone who knows my leadership style and would likely pass certain things on to me. If it was a situation like this, how, how would you handle this? So I don't know uh, why this person maybe put it in a review versus sending me an email, but at the same time, I know that there are some serious sharks out there in the sense of not wanting to let you get some information and not have some sort of obligation financially or whatever it might be. So I wanted to put that little, uh, disclaimer out there to please always feel like you can reach out to me, whether that's Instagram or direct email, whatever that is. There's a form on my website you can fill out, but yeah, anyway, you want to reach out. I'm happy to give some guidance. Really. It makes me happy to see those emails in my inbox of people asking for help. I feel like women, especially in the workplace have the hardest time asking for help, which is why I'm here to help women in the workplace feel more confident to really advance their careers. It's funny that the exact thing I'm working towards is what holds many people back from even reaching out to talk in the first place. So don't be a stranger, basically. All right, nickname 303030. My feedback is... First and foremost, congrats on getting promoted. That's amazing. It always feels great to get that word leader in your title. That's amazing. Obviously, you had already been taking on a lot of those responsibilities prior to accepting the role, which then you're now realizing maybe I haven't been compensated fairly. And that's hard. I've been realizing even in my own job search recently that some companies are like, hey, how much have you made at the most in your career? And how recent was that? Okay, based on that, this is what we're thinking of offering you, which I kind of understand to a degree, but I sometimes think, wouldn't it be nice if there was a formula of some sort that said, okay, you have X amount of years of experience, you have X amount of years of this, this is what we're going to offer you as a salary because I get that, you know, if I'm going to be a leader of an entry level team or whatever that looks like, maybe I wouldn't want to start at that entry level pay for leading those teams because I have done that for over eight years now. So what does that look like? But I also want to make sure that Because a male who has had less experience, but somehow maybe made more in a previous role, does he automatically get a higher salary because he's made more in the past? So that's a question I have. And that's something that I feel like has been interesting as I have worked through different salary negotiations for some of these different positions that I have applied for. So what I'm saying is, Compensation is a freaking tough topic and it sometimes needs to be reevaluated and sooner than later. What I recommend in regards to compensation is to, like you said, you have been doing the Google document, which is amazing. You've been writing down the different tasks and projects that you've taken on, what have been short-term projects, what have been long-term projects, what are new tasks that have been added, how long have you been doing those. Great way to track that. And honestly, 
If you're tuning in and you're thinking, what's the Google Doc? Definitely go check out the episode. I will link it in the notes. I don't know off the top of my head while I'm recording this episode, but uh, go check it out. It's talking about why you should have a work journal. And that's exactly what this is, is keeping track because you might be thinking to yourself, oh yeah, this isn't a huge accomplishment or this feedback that I suggested that was implemented that ended up saving the team thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars down the line. Maybe you think that initial thought or suggestion wasn't important, but it's helpful to note those things so that you do have information to share in those reviews. For example, At my current company that I work for part-time, I had the opportunity to sit in on a meeting that my CEO invited me to because he knows I love to learn. And he says, hey, if you're available for this, you know, hour and a half, two hour meeting about a copy for our website and what we are going to have added for this quiz that we're doing, he goes, do you want to tune in and kind of be a fly on the wall, but also having the full capability of adding any sort of feedback or suggestions. So I said, yes, I would love to come. I love learning about kind of the copy side of things, especially when it comes to website copy and all that great stuff. Well, when I attended it, I know the voice of the customer so well and in a different way than my CEO knows it. And I was able to provide such great information and feedback that several of the phrases that I specifically used were what were added to the website. And while that felt really small in the meeting itself, I know because I've been in positions where I've led teams and I know the impact that something like this can have. I know that, so I know that it was important, but maybe if I hadn't known that, I would have brushed it off like it wasn't important or we did it as a team or whatever that looks like. So That's an example of why you need to keep track of all these quote unquote small things because it is actually very important. Okay, so back to the review. When you have written down all the things that you're doing and that's outside of the normal job scope, that right there says it's time to reevaluate my pay. Especially if you were brought in and they bumped your pay initially you can certainly go back to your leader and say, hey, I would love to have a discussion around my salary. I feel that I was given this initial bump and it was great. And then after reevaluating the value that I bring to this position, to this company, because of all of these things that I've been doing and providing feedback and providing value on, I would love to have my salary reevaluated. And then you can show all the different things that you've been working on, you have that concrete evidence. Again, something that's extremely helpful for women in the workplace to have this. It's facts. It's not saying, hey, I think I'm great. Can you give me a raise? You're saying I'm great because of X, Y, and Z, and that's why I deserve a raise. So when you go to have that conversation, you can share other research you've done. Go check out things like Glassdoor or go on Google and search what salary or what job types, what job descriptions are currently available on Indeed or wherever it is. Maybe it's LinkedIn jobs. You're looking at similar roles as yourself and see what they're offering for those roles. 
Because if they're listing the bare minimum of work and you're doing way more than that, and they're offering ten dollars to $20,000 more than your current salary, that is another great reason for you to go and check out. That's another great reason for you to add to why you should be considered for a raise. Now, when it comes to family size, this is the tough part about working with a small company. I've worked in super small companies myself and it can be difficult. I I won't lie. I'm sure there have been times where certain team members have made more because they're the breadwinner or they carry the finances or they carry a certain burden for their family. But honestly, because you have specifically heard that so-and-so would be fine because of their status, that's definitely a big concern. And that is where I feel like your value to the company is being determined based on who you are as a person. The fact that you're single or you have no mortgage or no kids, that doesn't mean that you don't deserve the same amount of pay. If you are showing up just as good as or better than your colleagues who do have kids, who do have mortgages, who are married or who have partners, whatever that looks like, that will hold no weight for me. You have to prove your value and your value is what should be compensated. Honestly, I wish more companies would hold to that. Here in Utah, we are a right to work state, but I still feel like we have the hardest time firing people. And it's so frustrating because there are team members who are doing so much, who are pulling so much weight, who are getting the same exact pay as some of these team members who are doing the bare minimum, who are not showing up to do their work, who are basically riding the line of losing their jobs. But what if that person who's doing all the great work is the one who is single, no mortgage, no kids, but yet the person who is barely showing up because they have other issues outside of the workplace or they have no work ethic or whatever it might be, right? But then their value add in the workplace is not great service or not being able to show up and provide the value that you are. That makes no sense. So I would suggest, obviously this is a smaller company. It's a little bit more of a softer approach to having these conversations, but it sounds like you have created connections with these people to say, Hey, I want to have a conversation. I do want to acknowledge that I've heard things like this. And you can repeat that phrase and say, can you tell me a little bit more about what you meant when you said, quote, he or she would be fine unquote, end quote, when you're referring to an employee who is single, no mortgage, no kids. And really ask in the sense of wanting to understand. I find that problems 
are better resolved when you approach it with a question of, hey, I want to better understand what you said and what you meant because the way that I'm reading that is not coming off very well for their intentions, but who knows? Let's ask them, see what they meant. And if they are realizing that was a really awful thing to say, and it's not a great way to judge or value each different team member based on marital status or sexual orientation or children, no children, mortgage, no mortgage. They have no reason to be saying that other than their own maybe morals or values. Maybe they think that someone who doesn't make as much, maybe they think that someone who is single with no mortgage and no kids can take a bit of a pay cut and still want to work there and that's their choice. But when you know that someone else who is maybe, again, not showing up as much as you are in the workplace and you find that they're making quite a bit more than you because they have kids and the mortgage and all those other things, it it doesn't make sense to me. I feel like I'm rambling because I'm frustrated that this is even a conversation that was had and that you overheard and that you know about. And yeah, it's not okay. And the biggest thing is for you to set your boundaries and share how you feel. And again, sharing your value and why you deserve a higher salary because of your value, not because of anything else. That's definitely where I stand on my opinion and honestly be willing. Sometimes in these smaller companies, things can go south based on situations like these where you set boundaries and you approach them saying what they're doing is unfair or not correct or however we want to approach this. Maybe some people will agree. I mean, I have all of the above. I'm married. I have a mortgage and I have kids and I would never expect for someone who is maybe younger than me, who is single, if they have the same exact experience as me, I would not expect ever for them to make less than I do because of those things. So I hope that that can give you some additional maybe assurance because I I definitely don't see that. And as I was single and I had no kids, I mean, I had a mortgage pretty early on because I bought a house when I was pretty young, but I never, I never thought like, oh, I need to make more than them or, oh, I have to make less than them because of these different statuses. So anyway, beating a dead horse or whatever that phrase is, that is my feedback and my thoughts. I hope that you're still a frequent listener and get to hear this feedback. And thank you so much for leaving this review and for asking questions. If anyone else decides to leave questions or thoughts that are something that they want me to share a podcast episode about, I'm happy to do that. And I wish you the best of luck in in your career and understanding that maybe if it doesn't go great there with the feedback they're going to give you, go check out other positions and apply to other roles and see what it feels like interviewing with other companies. You're either going to get reassurance that you're in the right spot and you have to continue to provide your value and get reevaluated and continue to get raises based again on your value. 
but you also might find there's something else that's interesting to you for a different company where they are going to value you exactly how you show up and what you're able to provide to their company. So definitely worth checking out. It's something I recommend at least maybe every six months looking for jobs is exhausting for the most part. Sometimes it can be exhausting. Sometimes it can be exciting. Other times, most of the time, honestly, it's quite exhausting. I recommend at least every six months to start looking for jobs that are similar to what you're doing or see what else piques your interest because I've quickly found that loyalty does not always go both ways. So uh, it's worth checking out what other opportunities are out there, keeping your resume refreshed, all that great stuff, your interview skills prepped and ready to go. But yeah, I, I definitely think you might find other things that might pique your interest if things at your current company don't go as well as you're hoping. But I really truly hope that they value you and everything that you've brought to them within these last couple of years and that they know that you are someone who is worth being compensated fairly. All right, on that note, nickname 303030. We'll see you next time.